Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys are doing amazing. Today, we are diving into eating your vitamins. So there are obviously lots of supplements and products and things that I recommend on this podcast. But of course, what we want to do is look at our diet and really be choosing a variety of whole foods in order to really use our diet as like our multivitamin. But that does come with the challenges, right? I mean, if we have diseases, if we have issues and imbalances, hormonal issues going on, then of course, this is where we want to make sure that we are on a strategic supplement regimen and using supplements to really support some of these imbalances that we might be experiencing. So Of course, I have a slew of supplements that I take, but I also focus on eating a really clean whole foods diet at the same time. And sometimes when it comes to supplementation and specific nutrients, we just can't get enough in through our diet. But today, I want to highlight some vitamins and some minerals that I think are often overlooked and are really important for women's hormonal health and just women's health in general. And so I want to highlight some of these specific nutrients as well as how you can get these nutrients through your food. So let's dive into number one, which is the building block, and that is calcium. So not only is calcium important for building and maintaining our strong bones, as we know, but it's also really important for energy metabolism and muscle contraction. So because your body doesn't produce calcium on its own, getting it from foods or from a supplementation is going to be really important. So if your diet is lacking calcium, And especially if you're physically active, you know, your body will end up leaching calcium from your bones, which over time can lead to osteoporosis. And as our estrogen declines, this can also start to have an impact on our bone health. And so it's really important that if there is issues with low calcium, not only do we want to make sure we're eating enough through the foods in our diet, but we also do want to make sure that we're supplementing with it as well. And so if you are eating a very acidic diet where you're eating a lot of flour products, a lot of sugar, a lot of gluten and grains, and just more higher carbohydrate, this acidic diet is also going to impact your bone health because in order for your body to buffer that acidity, it will have to leach the calcium from your bones. And I feel like oftentimes women feel like when I say bones, they're talking about, yes, the structure of your body, but we often forget our teeth, right? So you can leach calcium from your teeth and having a very acidic diet can also mean that over time, not only are things like osteoporosis going to develop, but also cavities and issues with your teeth and your dental health. So in terms of how much calcium you need daily, well, typically you want to aim for roughly 
a thousand milligrams of calcium per day. Now that's typically for women who I would say are 50 and younger. And maybe if you're over 50, you may need to kind of boost that anywhere from 1200 milligrams to even 1500 milligrams. So of course it all depends because we are all bio-individual and my calcium needs might be different from somebody else. So you can definitely go and get tested and check your bone strength and health and make sure that you know there are no issues like osteoporosis. And if there is issues like that, then you definitely want to make sure that you're not just supplementing with calcium, but you're supplementing with a mineral bone complex. So something that contains strontium and magnesium and vitamin D and all these other nutrients that support the bone, because it's not just calcium. It's these other nutrients and minerals that are needed to bring calcium into the bone. So AOR has some really wonderful bone supplements, as well as Designs for Health, even Metagenics. So there's some really great companies out there. And just make sure that if you need to supplement, that you're getting the right product and a really good quality product. So milk, yes, we hear a lot about milk. And maybe if you're stuck in the old school mentality, then you might think that Having dairy products is going to be a great form of calcium, but it can be quite acidic. So I'm not 100% against dairy products. I think that if you're eating a little bit of goat cheese or maybe some sheep cheese, then you're going to get a little bit of calcium that way. But I wouldn't use dairy products, especially like cow's dairy and milk products and yogurt as the only form of getting your calcium in because kale and collard greens, bok choy, sardines, these are all incredibly rich in calcium, even sesame seeds. So you can toast up some sesame seeds, just toast them in your pan. You don't need oil or anything. Just make sure the pan is hot, toast them up for one or two minutes, and then throw them into your blender with some good quality spring water and then blend it. And you can make like a sesame seed milk. And then you might want to strain that through like a cheesecloth or something, but that's going to provide you with a ton of calcium. So we don't just always have to look at dairy products as supporting bone health and and for getting our calcium. Let's look outside of that and choose things like kale, and collard greens and sardines and different nuts and seeds, which also have calcium. All right. So on to the next one, which is zinc. So zinc is one of my favorite minerals. It's so incredible for women's hormonal production and balance. It's great for men's health and testosterone. It's involved in cellular metabolism and energy production and protein synthesis, as well as really supporting body composition. And it can also enhance our physical performance if we are an athlete. So zinc deficiency can directly affect, you know, strength and fitness, especially if you are over exercising. So we do want to make sure that we're getting enough zinc in our diet, of course. And so you can find zinc in meat and in seafood. Yes, you can find it in some dairy products, but again, I wouldn't use that as the go-to source. So meat and seafood is really going to be two of the top choices for getting in lots of zinc. So in terms of how much that you need daily, typically the recommended amounts are roughly 18 milligrams per day. However, I have worked with women who have had a lot of cystic acne issues 
And also if you have, you know, a heavier period and issues with your cycle, then I would typically recommend probably closer to the 20 or even 30 milligrams. I really like the AOR zinc copper supplement because zinc and copper compete for absorption in the body. So you want to make sure that as you're supplementing with that zinc, that you are also getting just a little bit of that tiny dose of of copper as well. I think it's like a really small dose, like one milligram or two milligrams of copper. So definitely a product that I love. And I do recommend to a lot of the women in my practice, if you're dealing with, like I said, cystic acne or just acne in general and some hormonal imbalances and issues with your cycle or irregularity or PCOS and PMS, then zinc can be really, really helpful. And zinc is also an important mineral for supporting hydrochloric acid production. So if you find that you're having a lot of issues with digestion or heartburn, or kind of like acid reflux, this might mean that you have low amounts of hydrochloric acid. So using zinc is going to be great to supporting the HCL production. All right. So moving on to number three, the energy remedy. This is iron. So if you're feeling tired or you're feeling exhausted, typically this can be from low iron. And if you just can't get the energy to maybe like go work out, again, it could be iron deficiency. And if you do have a very heavy flow and heavy cycle, then typically this is where I find women will be very iron deficient. And iron deficiency anemia is pretty common in women and especially those who are very active. And so what iron really does for you, it's an essential mineral that's found in your red blood cells that helps to transport oxygen throughout your body. So if you're lacking iron, your body will have a hard time making enough red blood cells. And if there aren't enough of these, you're going to end up feeling fatigued because of a lack of oxygen in your body. So especially if you are very athletic, you could have more poor performance and athletic performance from having low iron and you'll just tire out really, really quickly. And also having low amounts of iron can also impair immune function as well. So how much iron do you need a day? Again, the recommended amount is typically anywhere from about 18 milligrams to even 27 milligrams if you are pregnant. So if you're pregnant, you typically need more. So about 18 milligrams for women, I would say 18 years and older. If you're pregnant, you probably need more, roughly around the 27-ish milligrams. And if you are lactating, then maybe about 10 milligrams, give or take. So your best food sources of iron are going to be things like spinach, pasture-raised, organic grass-fed beef, turkey, and if you can tolerate and handle beans, then those can also be a good form as well. So if you're low in iron, you might need to take an iron supplement. And I recommend taking an iron supplement that is chelated. So like iron bisglycinate, which means it's chelated with an amino acid and it can really help with the absorbability of it. So again, lots of companies have some great iron supplements. I think Lorna Vanderhag has a really good one that's a liquid form and Salus, I believe, has a good 
liquid iron as well, or flora, AOR, if you want it in more like supplement or capsule form, AOR, Metagenics, Designs for Health. Again, lots of great companies out there. I think Platinum also has a really great iron supplement and it's very easy on the stomach as well. And I believe it's chelated. So that is you know, something you have to consider. If you have a heavy cycle, you definitely want to get your iron levels tested and check your ferritin levels. And if you're low, then you probably do need to supplement with iron. And you just want to get basically like a low dose ferrous form iron supplement. And you also want to take it with some vitamin C for better absorption. Okay, moving on to the next mineral. This is chromium. So chromium is an insulin cofactor and it helps to transport branch chain amino acids into the muscle. So without sufficient amounts of chromium, you could be at risk for uncontrolled blood sugar and insulin resistance. So this is oftentimes something I see with a lot of the diabetic women that I work with and women who have PCOS. So a chromium deficiency will typically leave you feeling sluggish, fatigued, weak, moody, and maybe even anxious. So in terms of how much you need daily, you need roughly about 25 micrograms for women between the ages, you know, 19 and 50. And pregnant women are probably looking at roughly about 30 micrograms and lactating women, maybe roughly around 45 micrograms. And so your best food sources are going to be things like broccoli, white potatoes, green beans, and I believe turkey. Yes, turkey is also a really good form of chromium. So turkey, broccoli, white potatoes, and green beans. Okay, moving on. We're moving into some vitamins now. And my favorites, especially if you are really, really stressed, are your B vitamins. So you may have heard of these, your B12, your B6, thiamine, riboflavin. These are all required for energy production and your folate and your B12 specifically, they're required for red blood cell production and repair. So though B vitamins are not really considered a performance enhancer. Sometimes I get asked that a lot from some of more of the women that I work with who are more athletic and involved in a lot of sports. I don't know. I think there's just been maybe some information going around about performance enhancers and B vitamins being one of those, but they're really not. There is research, however, suggesting that dieting and exercising can really increase your requirements for things like thiamine and riboflavin and B6 specifically. And if you are really, really stressed, you're going to need some B5, which is really great for anxiety and for stress. So how much do you need daily? Well, I typically recommend taking a B100 complex, and that is pretty much going to cover the basis. So B vitamins are also water-soluble, which means that you basically pee them out and you're making expensive pee. So if you do have a lot of stress going on and you need some more adrenal support as well as PMS support, then B vitamins are going to be really important for that. So a B100 complex will really kind of cover the basis. And then you can always go and get tested for your B12. And if you're really low in B12, then on top of the B100 complex, you can supplement with like a sublingual B12. 
Obviously, if you're really low in B12, then you know you might need to do B12 shots or something like that. So definitely recommend just you know going to your doctor and getting tested for that or your naturopath, and that will really help help you determine whether you need to take B12 in the shots or take it sublingually. And maybe you only need a B50 complex, but otherwise, I typically recommend a B100, which means you're getting roughly about 100 milligrams of each of the B vitamins, roughly, give or take. And so your best food sources are going to be your leafy green veggies and your animal proteins. And especially B12 is what you're going to get from your animal proteins. So of course, we want to make sure that we are choosing really good quality animal proteins that are organic, pasture-raised, grass-fed, and getting the optimal you know, optimal quality is going to lead to better vitamins and better nutrients, as well as getting a lot of essential fatty acids from those animal products as well. All right, moving on to number five, vitamin D. So definitely something I've spoken about on the podcast before. And I live in Toronto and it's freaking cold right now. And we have some sunny days and more cloudy days than anything right now. And so it's so important that you get your vitamin D. So vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, and it has its hands in basically a number of physiological functions in the body. So it helps to strengthen your bones by helping your body to absorb calcium. It supports your immune function, and it can reduce and control blood pressure. And it's also been... Potentially, I think there's some information coming out now that it might play a role in helping women to lose weight. But really, the mechanism behind that is that vitamin D does have an important role on your insulin management and your blood sugar. So that's really sort of the connection there between the weight loss. So Again, like I said, if you are living somewhere where you are just not getting enough sunlight, or maybe you are living... I don't know, California and you got lots of sunlight and it's warm all the time, which is beautiful. And I'm totally jealous of you. But if you're working indoors all day, you could still have very low vitamin D. So if you're in the office all day and you're just not getting outside, then chances are you're pretty low in your vitamin D. I always recommend for my clients to go get their vitamin D levels tested. I always requisition it out to my clients and it has been very, very rare that I have had clients come back with their vitamin D within range. So the common or the standard dose is typically 600 IUs. But if you're really low and the reference range is anywhere from 75 to 250, which is such a wild range. So if you go get your vitamin D levels tested and you are within range, but you're at the low end of the range, say you're at, you know, 80 or 90, we still want to supplement you with, you know, a higher dose of vitamin D because we want to get you up to 250 or close to as much as possible. So the 600 IU recommended daily amount really just isn't sufficient. So I recommend that you go and you get tested. And if you are 
low and you're you're below the range, then you're probably looking at needing 5,000 to 6,000 IUs a day. And if you're within the range and maybe you're mid-range, maybe you only need something like three to 4,000 IU. But again, go and get tested. That's going to really help you gauge how much vitamin D you need to take. And especially during cold and flu season, you might even want to bump it up a little bit more because it does play a really big role in improving and supporting the immune function. So your best food sources of vitamin D are going to come obviously from sunlight. So not food, but something that you you know expose your skin to and you're going to absorb that vitamin D through the skin. So sunlight exposure is by far the best way to get your vitamin D. But in terms of food sources, things like fish oil and eggs and fish, wild caught fish is going to be really, really great. So there are some vitamin D fortified dairy products. But again, I don't really recommend using dairy as the optimal source to get some of these vitamins and these nutrients because having things like fish and eggs and fish oil supplement, as well as getting your sunlight exposure, this is going to be ideal for getting in the vitamin D. And I would recommend also when it comes to testing, you know, test yourself at multiple points throughout the year. So if you start supplementing with it, then, you know, three months later, go back, get tested, see where your levels are at. Are they improving? And if they're not, you know, again, the supplement is only going to serve one purpose, but really what it comes down to is that you got to get outside and you have got to expose yourself to the sun. It's the optimal way to support your levels. All right. The last mineral on the list, number seven, is magnesium. And you've probably heard me speak about this numerous, numerous times. So this is an essential macro mineral. More than half the magnesium in our bodies, approximately 67% is found in our bones and our teeth. And this is why it's so important when we are supporting our bone health, that we make sure that magnesium is in the mix. So I absolutely love this mineral. It's also incredibly important for supporting progesterone production as well as for detoxification. And it's great for stress. It's great for helping to relieve any coronary artery spasms. So those can often lead to like a severe heart attack. And magnesium just has a huge influence on the heart. And it can also prevent high blood pressure. It's important for converting blood sugar into energy, which means it's going to be a great fat burner. It's great for fighting depression, helping with any muscle spasms, and it just keeps your teeth and your bones very healthy and strong. And it's also great for PMS pain. So if you have menstrual cramps and pains around your PMS and your cycle, then you definitely want to supplement with magnesium. So great food sources are going to be your dark leafy greens. So kale and spinach, rapini, Swiss chard, and different seeds. So flax seeds, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds. Those are great sources. Also vegetables like broccoli and cucumbers and tomatoes and beets. And one of the best sources is cacao. Yes. So real unprocessed raw cacao powder does contain lots of magnesium. You can head on over to holisticwellness.ca and you can 
search for raw chocolate coconut brownies, or you can search for my chocolate matcha amaze balls, <laughs> which are great for PMS. And both of those recipes and pretty much any of the chocolate recipes on my website, I do use raw unprocessed cacao powder. So you can get lots of magnesium in those recipes. So just head on over to the site and search for some of those. I do recommend magnesium by glycinate or magnesium L3 innate. So the 3 innate is what I've been currently using. It bypasses the blood brain barrier and it's wonderful for supporting your memory and brain health and just cognition. And it's great for sleep. And so I recommend those two. And if you need magnesium because of constipation issues, well, then what you're really looking for is magnesium citrate. So magnesium citrate is the one that will give you more looser stools, but you won't really have that effect if you take biglycinate or an L3 innate form. All right. So those are the seven minerals, vitamins that I wanted to cover today. Really important stuff for supporting women's health and hormones and energy metabolism and your muscles and your bones and your teeth. So it might not mean that you have to go supplement with these all separately. And when it comes to maybe if you take a daily multivitamin, you're probably going to get a lot of these in there. However, you might need to supplement with some of these on top of your multivitamin because you need extra support. So like I said, if you have a heavy menstrual cycle and you're very, very fatigued and your iron levels are very low, then it might mean that yes, you're taking your multivitamin, but on top of that, you're taking a separate iron supplement because you really need that additional support. So again, it doesn't mean you have to take all of these separately. We are also bio-individual and our requirements are all different. And so I do recommend things like a good greens powder instead of a multivitamin, because I find that in the greens powder, you're getting a lot of alkalizing ingredients in there, as well as a variety of like essential fats and your minerals and your vitamins and really great antioxidants as well. So I've been currently using the paleo greens, which I really like. You can try something like maybe Organifi, or you can try, there's so many that comes to mind. Even something like chlorella powder is going to be really great and it's got a lot of great nutrients in there. Also, Juice Plus is a really great product and I've recommended that and use that in my practice for years and you're just getting whole food fruits and vegetables in capsule form and I would much rather somebody supplement with like Juice Plus and get fruits and vegetables instead of just taking like a regular multivitamin. You're going to get way more support by taking these whole food forms of fruits and vegetables or like a greens powder. And I feel that those will oftentimes be more beneficial than a multi. So that's my spiel for today. If you guys have any questions, come find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. There are tons of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and just supplements in general to cover, which I will obviously dive into in more detail as we continue through the podcast. Thanks everybody for being here with me today. You can leave us a rating or a review over on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or whichever platform you listen to us on. It does help us to reach more women and support and serve more women. Thanks everybody for tuning in and I will chat with you guys next week. 